This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Bazana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Real quick, later on, we're going to have a, another Top 5 Friday. But first, I wanted to talk about some interesting Washington football news. We've Let's do Noel it. And I, Noel and I have discussed this before already. So he's not going to be surprised, but, you know, it's just some uh, interesting stuff that I found out uh, from an inside source, and I, I will not be revealing my sources here, but just know that it's uh, pretty legitimate. How are you doing, though, by the way, before we get oh, started? Oh, uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, 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 I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I was waiting for your uh, w- for your big source story. That's that's uh, what I was waiting for. I don't oh, know all you? the nitty gritty on it, so I'm here. I'm an audience member right now as well. Oh, are you? Yeah. We're not going to get too deep into it. We're going to kind of take a break from the Washington football team for at least today. We may, <laughs> we may, we may talk about it in more detail in the next show or coming shows. But as of right now, we're just going to kind of tell you what I found out and then move on to other things. Sounds good, Noel? Sounds good to me. Sounds okay. like a plan. All right. So Rivera, everybody knows Rivera and Snyder had their meeting earlier this week to discuss the quarterback and GM situation. And apparently they figured some stuff out. Anyway, I had a chat with a very reliable source, like I mentioned, and this isn't really news, this portion of it, because Kyle Smith's name isn't coming up at all when being considered for the GM spot with Washington. But right now, it kind of seems like, from what I understand, there's a bit of a rift between Smith and Rivera. Uh, If you notice, lately, Rivera hasn't said anything publicly complimentary of Kyle like he did before the season started. He was all on board with them. And we also know that Kyle has made it very known that he wants to be considered as a GM, but no one is considering him. So Rivera's, you know, honest to a fault typically in his press conferences. And, and if he really liked him, he'd make it abundantly clear that he did. Sure. So it's um, kind of sad, honestly. I'm a big Kyle Smith guy, and we've talked about him here and there. I think he's done some great jobs with the drafts. Um, amazing stuff, finding guys in the later rounds. It's not looking good for him. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to still be on the team or or in the front office. Yeah, just not the GM. He has no shot at the GM. I mean, it's just strange because you would think even if there were issues, just on a business sense, to get it out of the way, just to interview him anyway. You know when they have like openings for a job? You might not have a snowball's chance in hell, but internally they'll send out, hey, you have the opportunity to get this job. But they, they have end to do up, it to check a box. Exactly, to check a box. I mean, just do it just to check the box and say, hey, Kyle, you know, hey, we gave you a shot. We're going in a different direction in this position just to get it off the table. Yeah. Regardless if you have a bad relationship with the dude or not, I just think that it's just what you do in a professional environment is you give your internal employees an opportunity for a position first. Well, yeah, and, and I think Rivera's been through situations where he hasn't had a great relationship with GMs before, and I think he's doing whatever he can to avoid that. He doesn't need to hire some guy that 
he can already see he's going to have problems with. Sure. You know what I mean? No, I'm saying on paper. On he paper, already knows. Yeah. I mean, he just sits there and nods his head across the table and says, yeah, thank you for, you know, yep. Thank you. All right. Give your resume to Sue outside. <laughs> and then as soon as he leaves the office, you call the guy you actually want. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That They should have given him the, the illusion of it. Well, keep in mind, again, we're not going to go too deep into yeah. this, but Kyle Smith's dad is known NFL-wide as a total asshole. Yeah, uh, So, you know, Marty Schottenheimer, he wanted to murder this guy in San Diego. So maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the tree not. there. You know? Maybe not. So there's that, and we can get into that later at some point. But um, also something I found out. Look at you, man. You're like, I know. Jeez. I know. It's a big one about Taylor Heineke. Not Tyler, which I said a couple times the last episode. <laughs> I know his name is Taylor, I swear. Our editor caught those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently not, um, yeah. because they, they're still in there, if you want to hear. But um, anyway, I, I don't want to be a downer to all the Taylor Heineke fans out there, but it was described to me as a, quote, absolutely no chance that Heineke will be considered the starter going into the season next year. We talked about this a little bit, quite a bit, actually, in the last episode of what our thoughts were and essentially Snyder and Rivera came to the conclusion and I'm very concerned that Snyder came to any conclusion of any kind when it came to players but that they have to find a veteran quarterback they didn't roll out bringing Heineke back at a very reasonable price and also the possibility that he can even compete it's based off of what veteran they get right but even so wouldn't count on it there's no guarantees we'll even bring him back at this point that makes sense that makes sense I mean to say in absolution that he won't be the starter I think that's a little bit Bottom line, you never know what the future is going to bring. But as far as putting him in the shallow end, put your toe in, you know, don't jump in on the Heineke train just yet and bring him back. See what happens, like I said before. And and that makes sense. Uh, so hopefully they bring in a veteran and then he can compete for the backup spot. It's legit. He should be happy with that shit. The guy was filling out a resume before he came on. What the hell does he want? Blood? And I, I think it just comes down to that they... Like you were saying uh, the other day, they, they just can't sit around and wait for this guy to see if they're if he's the right person right. or they want to make sure that they've got this thing completely nailed down and know who their guy is going into the season. Right. And that's understandable. So, all right. Well, there you go. There's my little... Um, Good job, Matt. Thanks. It's my little Adam Schefter impersonation <laughs> there. It's not like breaking news, but I think there's a lot of speculation out there about Taylor Heineke. There's people that are all over his nuts yeah, and think yeah. that he should be the starter, no doubt, because of his one game in nine minutes. And there's something to sober hey, up. That's a little teaser moving forward with maybe our top five. Yeah. Flash perhaps. in the pan-ish, maybe? <laughs> maybe. You know, hey, hopefully, hopefully it is something real. But people clamor shiny objects, and then they fall flat on their face. Well, no, I, I don't think you realize this, but they already know what the top five is. It's in the title plus the summary, so I'm oh, not sure. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but you know a good effort oh uh, sorry but that's <laughs> all right so um some nba news you know let's do it we're, we're deep in the nba season here not deep but what 10 games plus whatever but what about that trade holy hard with the nets Whew. oh i was just thinking like poor wall back on a rebuilding team again <laughs> i don't necessarily know if they're rebuilding they got oladipo uh, out of the deal i think that the team's pretty decent wall's honestly playing well and the funny thing about that trade, Matt, you know, is that Houston were offered Kyrie in that trade and Houston didn't want him. So obviously He's they psychotic. feel psychotic. Well, and also because they already have a point guard in wall, right? There was also be- rumors that Ben Simmons was in the trade to go to Houston and they declined that. So there's either two things here. They are enamored with wall because all three of these guys can't pl- hold the ball and play point guard. Or they're just, they're locked into what they have. They're trying to get Oladipo off the books and they're going to figure it out later on. I think that they know there's no chance they can trade Wall. Number one, they can't. They can't because they just traded for him. Sure, of course. And also, what are you going to put Ben Simmons at the two? No, no, but it's pretty pretty impressive that what I'm saying is he stayed there. They could have said Ben Simmons and then figure things out later um, at that point, but they wanted to go the route and stick with Wall. I do feel a little bad for him that Harden wouldn't get it the opportunity. I would have liked to have seen that experiment, but this is the second experiment that we can't see with Wall. But I think what press this is, it was it was a perfect storm. Harden won it out, and the Nets don't know what the hell's going on with that crazy person mm-hmm. in Kyrie. I mean, they don't even know why he's gone. I looked everywhere. I spoke with my sources 
Oh, did you? Yeah, Google. <laughs> that's a good source. It's a quality source. And um, maybe he fell off the side of the flat Earth. That's what I was saying. I think he was. I think he's so depressed right now because he actually found out the Earth isn't flat. No, I'm saying maybe he walked off. And <laughs> no, fell in no, to because oblivion. he was busy doing a freaking interview on a podcast as the next game was starting. So we do know that he's alive. Can you believe oh. this sack of shit? Right as they were about to tip a game off, he's on some bullshit podcast bullshitting around. This guy's nuts, man. Well, the rumor is that he's so deeply hurt about the Capitol Hill situation that he just had to leave. Yeah, whatever. That's, that's one of them, anyway. Rumor has it that's the first day, but they spoke with the GM today. They basically asked him, what's going on? He says, huh? You know, we're going to support Kyrie, see what's going on. When he comes back, he'll tell us. That was basically what he got. And Steve Nash said the same thing. They have no clue why this guy is gone. And then on top of that, he went to a club with his sister. Without well, a mask on, partying it up. So that that might... COVID it's, isn't real. So that might... According to it, him, I'm sure. According to him, shit. It, <laughs> it, it definitely isn't real to him. It's a government conspiracy. Remember that movie uh, with... What was it with? Uh, Roddy Roddy Piper in it? Uh, yes. It, uh, not it. No, They Live. They Live. Yeah, yes. does he see like does he have those glasses and he sees everybody in he's a different way? He's the only way? one that sees it. That's he's the only one. He's the only one. Everybody these sees is aliens. You know they're remaking that movie. Are you freaking serious? They'll remake. It's got a good premise. They've made eight hundred types of premises of that movie since then. But they live was the first. <laughs> Oh, what that food was so funny. Remember like when they were doing the porn scene and the, and, uh, <laughs> oh, the yeah, guy puts like, the glasses on and all of a sudden the guy's on the girl and all of a sudden they show him as the alien. Oh, it's so <laughs> stupid. And, and little known fact about that movie, they had the longest fight scene in the history of movie making and they did that on purpose oh him and Piper. Louis Gossett Jr. yeah it was like a nine minute fight yeah, scene in yeah. the alley they were just going to battle all over they're fighting each other all over town I think they did like a parody of that on Family Guy when uh, when Peter was the fighting chicken. the chicken yeah <laughs> yeah they've had some battles yeah they? man Peter that, was, the chicken. that movie's so dumb but I've yeah. seen it quite a few times I, I, I hate to admit it uh, guilty pleasure it is all out of bubble gum all right, so um, where's uh, what are we going to talk about next? We were talking about the whiz. We we're going to go into the whiz now, I think, and, and, okay, and other yeah. other assorted things. Yeah, we kind of went off path there, but all right, yeah, let's talk about the whiz and you know the NBA in general, which yeah. is a total mess at the moment. So if it's all right with you, I wanted to kind of run down this list of what's been going on with the Wizards. Sober us up, man. Do it. All right, so I'm sure many of you've heard the Wizards game against the Jazz was postponed on Wednesday. And currently right now, the NBA has a total of nine postponed games, probably going to rise here shortly. If, by you listening to this, it could be 10 or 11 or 12 by then. Who knows? But as of right now, as of this recording, as they say, that's what it is. The Wiz played the 76ers on, on January 6th. And the next day, Seth Curry, not Steph, but Seth Curry tested positive, right? So uh, fast forwarding to Sunday against the Heat, when Bradley Beal was the only player that wasn't allowed to play because he was in close contact with Jason Tatum from the Celtics, who tested positive the day after they played the Wiz. Did that and that, real quick? Did that make any sense to you? Why? Because no. he's friends with them and gave him gives him hugs. Nobody else defended. Nobody him the else entire touched game. him. I mean, Beal sure as hell wasn't playing defense on him. I, he was I a solid six six feet away. I would think. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was doing his usual matador defense on him. I don't. I don't know what the hell with the problem was. Anyway, continue. That just made no sense to me why he was the only one that was quarantined. That was the first thought that popped into my head. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I'm not sure if they know how this COVID thing works. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Beal sat out that game on Sunday. Strangely, Beal was then allowed to play the next day on Monday against the Suns after he was in contact with Tatum. All right. So uh, now the Wizards have confirmed that Mo Wagner, Rui Hachimura, and now a third player, unnamed, has tested positive. Then it came out that more are in the coronavirus protocol and wouldn't have the minimum eight players available. So that's why they had to postpone that right. game on Wednesday. So then we come to find out the Suns have now been decimated with positive cases and had to postpone their game as well, obviously after playing the Wizards. And now it looks like the Wiz are going to have to miss at least four games because of the outbreak. So we've got more to come here. And now something I wanted to mention in response to this, the NBA has changed their COVID protocol rules and are no longer allowing visitors to hotel rooms. Very smart on their part. Good job. <laughs> well done. 
Yeah, I didn't look at any of these protocols before because I was like, ah, the NBA, they got it. They got they it got under the wraps. Chicago, are you, I, they yeah, did, this they the, did the bubble. Uh, uh, yeah, honestly, uh, this is the first I'm hearing of that. Apparently, they were allowed to have up to two guests uh, before the change. Unbelievable. Also, a couple other changes. Well, really one. I, I'm not going to get into all of them, but there were some changes like seating changes on flights. Like before, they were allowed to sit next to each other and all that stuff, and now they have to actually be six feet apart. You mean uh, with the players? With the players. With that aspect of things, it doesn't really change no, no, no. anything. They're on top of each other anyway during games and, and all that. I don't really see that as none of the that visitor makes thing sense. is baffling to me. None of that makes sense because they yeah. also are forcing them to wear masks. And I was just like, I mean, in, even in the NFL, it's like, why are coaches wearing masks? Yeah. They're all getting tested. Right. Why are the refs? I mean, but now they're going to make them wear masks on the sidelines when they're off the game, but yet obviously taking masks off when they're playing. Right. All right. Whatever. You know, it's so dumb. So dumb. But nobody has any clue how to handle this shit. I, well, I'm what, not saying for, we have the right answers, but I thought the NBA had their shit together, man. Well, one thing they should have never allowed to happen is allow guests in the hotel of course. room. I think we can all agree with that. Uh, uh, of and, course. And here's another one. Before they were allowing players and coaches to leave non-team activities. Now they have to stay in their hotel room basically plane to hotel no visitors how that wasn't a part of the equation before makes zero sense especially where we're at with covid now i mean it's at all-time highs people are dropping like flies on this thing if they want to keep this business going i mean shit matt in the first five weeks that the nba was back they had a total of 15 cases okay a total now give it a lot of it was in training camp when you were with your own team you weren't traveling Mm-hmm. But the first five weeks, 15 cases. This last week, as of Tuesday, is when the stats came out. They had 16 in a week. That's 3% of the league. 3% positive cases. And now what they're saying is, they've done a study, some of the cases that are positive are players that have already had it once before. Right. This is a disaster. It is. And the thing is, it's not like the NFL where, yes, like the Browns, they got decimated. You lose two, three, four, five guys, you're done. And it's yeah. very obvious. And if it's coming from the Wizards, I don't know who the hell knows at this point. But if it is, hey, at least they're winning at something, right? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, we we gave the NBA so much credit for how they handled things in the bubble. I mean, they were squeaky clean. They were yeah. tight. What's his name left for the strip club? They didn't let him come back or made him sit in his hotel room. Sweet Lou. Yeah, Sweet Lou. And then it's just mayhem. Well, they couldn't do the bubble again in this. No, 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 of course not. I think that they had to do it this way to appease the NBA Players Association to even get them on the court. Right. We can handle our business. We got this. Treat us like adults. Right. Oh, okay. No problem. When you have your two hookers in, you know, your hotel your two room. Visitors. Yeah. You have right. a threesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's it. That's what they intended it for, not for your wife and your kid. And, and like I said with the bubble, when they started talking about bringing in family members and things like that, look, people go, go to Alaska for nine months going on a crab boat and come back to their families. You guys are getting paid tens of millions of dollars to play a boy's game. Get your shit together, man. It's amazing. It's still baffling to me. It's ridiculous. And now this league is, like I said, because you have such a minimal amount of players, you cannot continue this course. I know. So I don't know. It's a shame because the Wizards had actually played their best game of the season against Phoenix. They looked awesome. They did. Best game by far. They were playing defense. you know. And I think uh, Robin Lopez actually helped that because... Well, I'll get into the, the things that have happened since we haven't talked about the Wiz yeah. here in a moment. But yeah, yeah, things are looking up. And hey, they get a little vacation, a little COVID vacay, you know. Might have saved Scott Brooks for another couple of weeks. But let's talk about that as yeah. well. But so if the Wiz ever play a game again after this COVID disaster, their season will end up at three and eight, sitting at 13th place in the East. And we just talked about they kicked the shit out of the Suns, who are a good team without Russell Westbrook. Noel's favorite. For the record, I just wanted to say I, I opposed the trade completely, so I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> and they're also missing starting center Thomas Bryant, who tore his ACL against the Heat. Obviously, he's out for the year. He's playing well. That's a shame, man. It's a shame. I really like the kid. Um, Can't play I, defense worth a shit. But, no, yeah. I mean, but he, he just brings a spark offensively. He was starting to grab some boards. He's still young. He's still know. working at it, and it's not like he's the only lackluster performer on the defensive side there's a whole issue going on there but it's a real shame man i like the kid 
uh, for the record, two of their three wins have been without Russell Westbrook. And it was reported that he may be out for three to four weeks due to a quad injury. So as crazy as it is, they're only four and a half games back of the Celtics, who are actually leading these at seven and three. So it's still early, but we got a long way to go. So they've already lost twice to the Magic, who they apparently can never beat. The Bulls, they've lost twice, and so and as well as the 76ers who in front of them. So you talked about the Scott Brooks thing. And I personally think if this is all because of the Wizards, if they're able to trace this back, pulling this all together, all this is coaching. The shitty play, now the COVID thing. Brooks obviously doesn't have control of his players at all. So that's why they suck. And that's also why they're assholes and started this COVID mess for the league if they are the ones, which it looks pretty likely. And Brooks is on the hot seat. In my opinion, hopefully this puts him over the edge so they can can his ass because I'm done with him. I don't yeah. care how well, how good they looked against his sons. That's pure Brooks. When things start getting hot, you magically see them play defense, and then the next game, they get the shit kicked out of them. Or at the very least, get smoked on defense. No, I totally agree. If, if, if they are ground zero for a lot of what's going on, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, not only are you not putting a product on the court, now you're not able to control outside parameters from coming into your own team and the league. You're destroying a brand. Uh, Leon's just done fuck around with that. Mm-mm. Okay, he, he's a loyal guy, but you start fucking with his pocketbook just like any owner, there's problems. Right. Now, with the Brooks situation, whether it's the direction with COVID, you can't handle this, there are big problems in the direction that this basketball team is going as far as offensively and defensively. Offensively, they're one-dimensional. It's a lot of standing around and watching Beal gun, and that's what it's become. We're not far from, recall... When John Wall, remember, everybody eats? Mm-hmm. Well, this team doesn't eat. And the reason why they did well in the Phoenix game is because everybody ate. And the reason why they played well and were entertaining to watch in the Boston game, and no offense to Beal, is because he wasn't there. You saw Denny come out of his shell. He was handling the ball. You saw other guys get involved in games. And these guys are standing around with their dicks in their hand, watching Beal take on triple teams, and watching Westbrook turn the ball over, and and swing the ball around. This team has become a disaster. Hell with the defensive end right now. We'll get to that disaster in a minute. Offensively, they have no direction. Bertans looks like a fish out of water and is just taking shots whenever they're available. At least he's sort of hitting them now. Yes. Which is a positive. That is. And why? Because then I've talked to you about this before, Matt. And it's part of it's his own responsibility. If you're not hitting your three, you have to create someplace else. He was whether, trying that whether though, a little it, bit, and he can't, he can't do it. What I'm saying is grab boards, get yourself involved in the game. But when you're not touching a ball, when you come into the game with four minutes left in the first quarter, and you're in for virtually the remainder of the half, and you've touched the ball a grand total of four times, and the three out of the four times, you've jacked up a three from the moon. How good and involved in the game do you think you're really going to be? And that's what it is. Everybody sit down and watch. It's a lot of standing around a three-point rain. Avdia's down at the baseline, just like Otto Porter used to be. They're all standing around watching Beal. At least no, before they're... it was Wall and Beal alternating gunning. Well, now, at the very least, Beal is pretty damn efficient. It's not like watching Kobe out there, you know, going 20 for 50 or something like that. He's, he's an efficient scorer. The thing is that that last game, I mean, if it's any indication with the Suns game, I think if Bertans was hitting the shots that he was like he did in that game earlier in the season, they would have won more games. I mean, there were some games that he went like 0 for 8 and shit. And that was a huge reason they lost those games. Taking the defensive side out of it, of course. I mean, that's the number one reason why they continue losing games. But it seems like at least he's getting his feet under him a little bit. And they make very few good points on the Wizards broadcast. But um, Drew Gooden was saying that he's on, Bertans, I mean, was going in free agency. And when you go into free agency, you don't play pickup games. You don't even work out because of the possibility you could get hurt. Sure. So he, he was, was over at Latvia with his family eating, you know, uh, schnitzel or whatever the hell they <laughs> What do they eat in Latvia? Latkes or whatever the hell <laughs> yeah, they're eating latkes. over there. Yes. Yeah, so it really explains why he was so off. And I'm not saying that's the only reason, but, you know, you can always depend on Bertans to at least hit four threes or something. I mean, you mentioned the offense. Did you hear that this idiot Brooks? After five years of coaching this team, he said that basically the offense was too free-flowing, is what he said, and that now he's making it more structured, and that's what you saw in the Suns game. Right. Five fucking years of this shit. Unbelievable. 
it's just unbelievable. And I will say that it's a lot easier to say when guys are hitting shots that right. your offense looks better. And yeah. everybody's seen to be hitting shots in that game. That's an aberration a lot of times. And, and truthfully, they are the second highest leading scoring team in the league. It's not like they don't hit shots, but at the same time, everybody was involved and it seemed like it carried over to the defensive end as well. They got involved with it. Look, obviously the team, even more so when Beal's playing well, because obviously he's been playing well and they still lose, even when he scores 60. Bertans is one of those guys that if he's playing well, it opens a lot of avenues for this team. There's no denying that. Mm -hmm. But this team has some other weapons. This team has, when Beal goes to the bench a lot, you've noticed, even the games that they've lost, that's when they come back in games. Right. They've been down by over 20 points multiple times. He's sitting on the bench for eight minutes, and they're down by five by the time he comes back in the game. This isn't a coincidence here. This reminds me of when Wall got injured initially, when Beal had the team to himself, and Gortat was there, everybody eats, Ish is distributing the ball better than, than Westbrook is. Neto is playing well for, for spurts of time. These guys are distributing the ball, and they play much more team ball. They were swinging the ball. Everybody's touching it. Beal is still going to get his. But my point is, would this team be better if Beal averaged 25 points a game, distributed the ball to other people, got other people involved in the action, Rui touching the ball in the post more, so on and so forth, than him scoring 40 and everybody else standing around waiting for theirs. They would be. Oh, no, they would. And that's on the coach. He's averaging 35, even if you bring that down to like 28. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think that Suns game was a perfect example of that. I think he still scored like 37 or whatever, but he wasn't forcing anything in that game. You know, and I felt like he was getting more guys involved. He was looking for Bertans, right. at the very least looking for Bertans, you know, and uh, Neto as well. I think he feels very comfortable with him. Absolutely. So he looks for him at three-point range a lot. But even when Beal scored 60, I feel like he wasn't really forcing it. He, he only missed like eight shots in that game or something, and that was all in the fourth quarter because he the was just po- dead. The point is, though, Matt, is no, that— I agree. I yeah, know what you're saying. These guys are standing out there, and then they're expected to do stuff that— and it translates to the defensive side as well. If you're not involved and you don't feel engaged, another thing that Drew Gooden said, which was a good point, you haven't played extended minutes. One of the most difficult things that he had to do when he was coming off the bench and playing minimal minutes was coming in and expected to be engaged right off the bat. Now, if you're out there and you're watching Beal take 10 straight shots down the court, regardless if he's making them or not, you're not feeling fully engaged in the action. You're feeling more of a spectator, and I know that's the case with Denny as a rookie because when he dribbles the ball from the top and he drives to the basket and he's dishing the ball, you can see his face light up. But when he's standing at the corner three-point line, there are situations, Matt, I've seen him touch a ball a grand total of two times in a game. Rui, too. Rui, too. I forget he's in the game. Me, too, man. That's not acceptable. No, And that's on Brooks. It is on Brooks. And Westbrook. I'm not going to belabor my point with this. They play better without him. I don't care what numbers he's putting up. Ish and Neto have their limitations. Okay, they do. And they rear their ugly head. When they keep them in for too long, you start to see them fuck up and have bad plays. But I feel that the team has an identity when they're on the floor. When Westbrook is out there, they look out of place. They don't look like a unit at all. And it's just, okay, here you go. I'll bring it up the court, pass half court. Here you go, Beal, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what it is. But at least with them, there is the illusion of a point guard that's going to drive, that's going to do things, that can hit an outside shot. And I'm sorry to say that, but they have looked better without him. And the record shows that as well. From what I understand, Russell Westbrook's been, been nursing this quad injury actually since training camp as well. So that might at least give some explanation of why he's been so slow. And he's probably been in pain. See him jumping around on the sideline when he's on the bench, not playing a back-to-back, though. Well, I know, but I'm saying it, from the very beginning, they said he wasn't playing back-to-backs, and that has to be the explanation for it. Well, I'm glad you weren't concerned about his injury. Wall's doing fine. Well, he took three years off. I would be, too, you know? No, no. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't backtrack now. <laughs> anyway. All yeah. right, well. Hey, I'm a huge Wizards fan. Never will be, but something's got to give here. Bill's a great player. The team is going to go as far as Beal takes them. 
but he has weapons on this team. They have to play better defensively, obviously, but they can distribute the ball offensively. They can be a better, even better, the the ranked number two in the league in scoring. They can be a better distribution team and even better offense than they are right now. And that will translate to the defensive side because these guys will play inspired basketball. I'm telling you, man. I think we can all agree it's time for Brooks to go. Absolutely, 100%. Maybe he'll get COVID. If there's any time to do it, it's completely understandable to do it now. Shitty record, COVID. Got a week off. Got a week off. Just just pull the Band-Aid off and get it done. It's over. Get it done, dude. All right, well, after this, we're going to move on to everybody's favorite portion of the show, Top 5 Friday. So we'll see you on the other side. It's almost that time when you put your name in a grid and hope that your box hits the final score, but you don't have to wait until February to start winning. With boxes, you can play box pools every day for every game. Boxes is completely free to play, and you can win big. Washington football fans who download the app from the App Store or go to boxes.com, that's B-O-X-I-Z.com, and use our code BROS20 to get free bonus boxes where you can win cash and prizes. We'll have new games every week and incredible prizes in the playoffs. And for the big game, that will include tickets to next year when fans can finally return in 2021. So go to boxes.com for more info or download the app now, B-O-X-I-Z. Use the code BROS20 when you sign up and when you enter our contest. It's free for you and your friends to get in and win. Boxes, it's anyone's game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Well, welcome back. Again, we were very professional here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We are continuing our theme of getting... I had to take a pee break. Oh, did you? Yeah. No, you're getting old, you know, so that's... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be continuing our theme of getting away from sports on this top five, because honestly, there's... Only so many top fives you can do with sports. Yeah, what am I so, going to do? Top five COVID? That's a good one. Actually, write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> top five COVID strains. Yeah. <laughs> In honor of Taylor, not Tyler Heineke, and his magical game last week, we're going to go do a top five of ridiculous fads. Yeah. Let's try to put this together. You know, obviously, Taylor Heineke could be a fad. We're hoping that he's not, but more than likely an undrafted quarterback that had a magical game. You know, who knows? In the history of the NFL, it usually doesn't work out so well. Right, right. I mean, you know, a fad like people clamor and wait hours outside of a place to get something that in a week is going to be forgotten about. We hope that that doesn't happen with Heineke. They're already making t-shirts for this guy. Fads are like an obsession that all of a sudden you're like, why the hell did I even want that? Or why did I even do that? Well, I'll tell you what was a fad was his Twitter account. Um <laughs> oh i was wondering when this one was gonna poke its ugly head out yeah look he has his personal views just win just win i don't give a shit we have ours he has his everybody has hey man i don't give a shit if you worship satan (laughs) okay he's a very i don't care if he has a pentagram (laughs) tattooed on his forehead just go out there and win football games quite a contingent that does not want him ever playing in the nfl again I i can compartmentalize Oh, absolutely. But anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, you know, look it up. So we'll move on. All right. Well, let's start. What's your number five, Noel? <laughs> number five, uh, what? Ridiculous fads. Well, I'm going to do an honorable mention first. Oh, yes. Okay. Let me do my honorable mention. So, so let's make this as long as we possibly yes, can, shall yes. we? All right. So my honorable mention is the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich. Remember okay. this shit. I can remember. It was like it was like a year and a half ago. Not oh, even. I mean, my God. People were paying like $300 for a fucking chicken sandwich and waiting in lines. They were out of stock in minutes. It's a good sandwich, Noel. It's a quality sandwich. You had one? Absolutely. Well, I have a story on this, actually. It's Do funny you? you bring this up. Yeah. I just had one, what, a couple months ago. For the it's first a little time. heavy. It's heavy on the bread. It was really, really good. <laughs> was it like beat the shit out of one, someone to get one. Somebody got shot. Somebody got, yeah. yeah. Somebody got murdered that, in, a, in, a, in a Popeye's chicken And now line. everybody's like, yeah, it's a chicken sandwich. Yeah. 
so my story on that it's funny you brought it up it's not a part of my top five but uh so i used to go to atlanta a lot before you know the zombie apocalypse happened and i'll get there at about 10 30 ish and i i see a popeyes across the street from the hotel and i don't know where the hell there's no popeyes around here really so i was kind of intrigued i guess about the chicken sandwich and i see there's there's a line of literally 15 cars but i had nothing to do that night i'm like eh whatever I'm, I'm going back into this hotel room by myself who gives a shit so um i get in the line <laughs> it takes me a solid half hour to get through it and they're closing at 11 right and i get up to the intercom or whatever let me guess chicken sandwich <laughs> no he goes no no <laughs> he goes uh you know can i have your order i was like yeah I'll get a chicken sandwich and he goes how many and i was like one <laughs> <laughs> To eat or to yeah, sell? Yeah. <laughs> he was surprised. I said, I, one. I, I said, I'll get some fries or whatever on the side, you know. I don't go to Popeye's much. <laughs> fries were fine there. What do you get? Yeah, you go up to, you're one of those guys like, what? what's good here? <laughs> what's good? <laughs> and then so I get up to the window. So when the Popeye's chicken sandwich was out of control, they would just put them all in this big ass warmer. That was easy access for them. Yeah. They didn't make them or anything. It was all, there was like a hundred of them. Oh yeah. And so the guy, they were closing up in like two minutes and he goes, you only want one, right? And I was like, you don't want like eight? I swear to God, he said that. Eight. I said, it's only me. <laughs> I mean, eight. You could have sold them, man. And no, I said, are you giving them to me for free? He goes, nah, nah. And I was like, no, no I won't, I'll take <laughs> what one. What the fuck do I want eight for? <laughs> I thought it was the end of the night. So he's yeah, just like, yeah. he's just getting he's just rid of them. To, yeah, either that or just, they throw them away. You know, I'm a nice to, guy. Yeah, he was probably going to pocket. a homeless guy or something. Yeah, he was probably going to pocket the money. Cash only. Cash <laughs> only. <laughs> that was my Popeye's chicken sandwich experiment. Oh my gosh. It's a hell of a sandwich though. I'll tell you, I was, I was somewhat impressed. Eh, you know? Still a fad though. It was a fad. All right. So you, is that it? Is that your? That is. Okay. That was my honorable mention. That's all I got for those. All right, so let's start with number five then. Number five, dun dun dun, frosted tips. I don't know when this and who decided that this was going to be a good look. It's a boy band thing, no? You wouldn't understand. Uh, it was something <laughs> banned. So anyway, this is the reason why I put this on my list because it hits home. Oh, so gosh. this guy, who? Matthew, on the other mic, <laughs> I come home. I think you were in, what, ninth, 10th grade? I was going into 10th, yes. Going into 10th. Oh. Mm -hmm. You're starting a new look for the new year. New school year, yes. Yeah. I was at college or wherever I was. You know, I I wasn't at that. I didn't live at home at that point. I came home, and all of a sudden, I see this kid with these Mm -hmm. blonde, frosted tips. And I was like, what the hell (laughs) is that? Uh Uh-huh. What Uh (laughs) is that? Well... What boy band? Well, insane. Backstreet Boys. What? And just to let you guys know, yeah. I was not a boy band's fan whatsoever. It just you just like the look of the boy band. It just kind of spilled out to normal society. Oh, God, man. It, no, it wasn't a good look. All right, I, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> and the funny thing is, at Maryland, I had just eviscerated a, one of my friends for doing mm. the same damn thing, and then I came to my own home. And I saw you with the same damn look. Well, I didn't do all my hair. I just did the front, which probably was even That's worse. That's right. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so oh. all right, I'll, I'll tell you why that happened. All right. So it was in the summer and I was at my, my friend Adam has this amazing beach house in the Outer Banks. So I was with his family. I was there for about a week and his sister said, you should do some blonde tips. Oh, my God. And I think Adam already had it done or something. I, I'm pretty sure. Adam, I know you're listening right now, so you can clear this up for me. But so she had the bleach, did it just on the front. Oh, so and, you didn't even have it professionally done. You just no, had no, no, no. Got, she, you just dipped your head in a bucket of bleach. I didn't dip my head. She she <laughs> did, used a brush of some kind. And I don't know. The ladies liked it, Noel. Did That's they? all I have to say. Did they? Yeah. Is it like when you're at spring break and the girls get the braids? You went and got the bleach. <laughs> Good God. Well... I never let you live that down. I came in, I was like, what the hell is that crap? And I and I actually went to homecoming with that stupid thing in my head. Yeah. And, it's great. Um, Every time I see a picture of you with it's oh, a lot it's of pain great. behind it's, my it's eyes. A, for it's the... amazing. It's awesome. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was all uh, right. you know, we, we all experiment, Noel. That one failed and I'm I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but 
again, you weren't the only one. Oh, trust me. You I were know. in my house. <laughs> <laughs> you done? Can I uh, yeah, move yeah, on? Yeah, no, okay. you can move on. <laughs> All right. Well, my number five are Power Rangers. If you weren't a Power Rangers go, go. fan back in the late 90s, I guess. No, it was before that. I guess mid-90s, yeah. right? wasn't late. I wouldn't be watching that. I was a little school. bit on the older side when these started to come out. But yeah, they were huge. Huge. And, you know, the original Power Rangers, not this bullshit that they have today like me hungry (laughs) oh the pig i'm hungry when they use the footage from japan you knew it was so obvious yeah it was so funny but later on it got kind of professional though and it it was getting really good i remember watching this at the ocean city beach house i can remember it like yesterday you were even watching it and you were much older so (laughs) here to embarrass you there was one tv the hell I was supposed to do? We had two. We had one in, in, in Mom and Pop's room, and we went one downstairs. <laughs> but anyway, it was the Green Ranger saga. I mean, you want to talk about Beast, when the Green Ranger became evil, and then yeah. he had to become Tommy, of course, had to become the White Ranger. I don't know the names, but oh, yeah, you I know. know. I know. No, I don't know the names, but I know who you speak of. You know what was fucked up about that, though, is that the Red Ranger... He all of a sudden no longer was relevant. He was relevant, but he wasn't the leader anymore. Yeah, because fuck Tommy you, turned, man. Tommy like, was a dick, and he comes in and becomes a, a white ranger. You're a bad guy. You come in. <laughs> all of a sudden, he starts dictating what the hell's going on with our team. And you're not even a dinosaur. I don't even know what he is. He's a dragon or something. You know, I mean, have <laughs> well, a little respect. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? But yeah, man, they were freaking enormous. They were huge. Yeah. Oh, the toys, shit, they were pogs. And it was, I mean, look at it. It was bad. Oh, it was horrible. It was, it was absolutely awful, horrible. awful show. Incredibly I mean, racist at, as well. Yeah, absolutely. The Black Ranger and the Yellow Ranger Yeah, happened to be a black guy and a yeah. Asian girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't actually think of it that way until you just said that. Oh, Good job, please. Matt. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why in the, in the new movie, they specifically made sure specifically, the black kid was yeah, blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. They specifically <laughs> said, uh. Not a bad uh, movie, by the way. The newest one. It wasn't bad. It really wasn't. I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Have you ever seen that uh, that Dora the Explorer? It's that YouTube video. It was like a college humor. Like, what would Dora the Explorer be if it was like an action movie? Oh, Have yeah. No, seen- it had the it had that girl from uh, Modern Family. She yeah, was in it. It was Ooh. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> it was Beast. So yeah. that's what it reminded me of. Like, right. If uh, like, like Power gr- Rangers was serious. A, a grungier version of yeah. Power Rangers. It was good. All right. Anyway. So Power Rangers is my number five. All right. What's your number four at all? Crocs. Mm. It's the shoe that officially shows that you've given up on life. Oh, yeah. A little kid, fine. You know, like say, a little... Andrew has them. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Little kids, you know, slip them on, get them the hell out of the house. Whatever. Fine. They're comfortable for them, but a grown damn man, really, really. <laughs> and they're ugly. They're like clogs. Everything about them. It reminds me of what, like, Nonna, our grandmother, would have worn when she was like doing gardening, you know, like pulling basil out. They're just a hideous shoe. Why were they so popular? I think the college kids probably wear those now in the shower so they don't get Yeah. Out. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Like yeah. flip flops, like your shower flops. Yeah. What the hell That's is the, the only point? way I would wear those things? Absolutely not. Like there's guys that the ones with socks. With socks. When you, when you wear socks. Oh, that's the worst. Oh my God. What is You're wrong just completely with these embarrassing people? Yourself. And they're expensive. Are they? I've never, yeah. never even looked. Oh, back in the day, like I think it was 2005, 2006. I don't remember exactly the year, but around that time period, they had like kiosks with these things. They what were about everywhere. those little stupid things you put in the holes? Oh my God, the little pins. And, yeah, whatever yeah, they are. What a scam. These ugly things. And the, another thing they remind me of. Remember that episode of The Simpsons when Homer intentionally gets fat? I do. Like well. to, to <laughs> Beast episode. He intentionally gets fat so he can stay home and work. It's yeah, so he wears awesome. The, he wears the muumu. He wears the muumu. Those are the shoes that he would be wearing with that muumu. <laughs> Even Homer has more respect for himself don't, than that. But don't you envision that? That that's the type of person that would be wearing a pair of Crocs? Why were they so popular? Apparently, they're insanely comfortable. I don't know. But I've never even put them on, so I'll never know. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit. I just, if, I just frost my tips. I don't care if it's a damn cloud. <laughs> I wouldn't be caught dead in those things. And for people to clamor and buy these things, I mean, they were flying off the shelves. It was they insane. Were. And now they're dead. And I, actually, I think when I was doing little research, they're making a little comeback. Everything always does. It's insane, man. Everything does. But yeah, well, what a horrible shoe. That'll be on your Christmas list next year. Make sure to get that (laughs) right. All right. So my number four is Frosted Tips. I'm amazed that you actually put that on your list. I I thought you would have totally forgotten about it, but 
Apparently not. Hell no. Man. Burned deep into your memory. Oh my gosh. That was a dark day. I was saying, not him. You know, I know you like experimented a little bit more, but (laughs) I would have rather you have come home with a boyfriend. Oh yeah? Well, (laughs) that makes one of us. (laughs) All right. So let's move on to number three then. What's your number three, Noel? The old fanny pack. What's wrong with the fanny pack? I mean, I know you're a big fan of them because wrestlers love them, but... uh, They put their drugs in them, yes. (laughs) Oh, so they're cool because they put their paraphernalia and drugs in it. Yeah, they got to put their steroids and their uh, their painkillers. Because because there aren't other orifices that they can put them in like a pocket. It's just You just wouldn't understand. I wouldn't understand. It's a different world. But God, just dorks. Dorks, and I know that like they've at times they became fashionable with like the leather one. They're back, by the way. They are back hardcore, and I don't understand why. Every time I ever saw a fanny pack, the guy looks like a complete fucking geek. I don't care how if it's made by Coach, they look. It's funny you bring that up. I went to the uh, uh, Michael Kors outlet, not the real one, of course. They had. Michael Kors fanny packs. Good God. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, Russell Westbrook wears them. He looks like such a... And he dresses like a 12-year-old. And the Suns game, I think he was trying to dress like a 1920s baseball player or something. (laughs) Did you see that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not kidding. I think that's what he was going for. The high socks and they were like the puffy pants and everything. The knickers. Yeah. (laughs) Looked like Payne Stewart. If you're not good at basketball anymore, you're not allowed to dress like that. Yeah, yeah. You have to be fucking awesome. Like Cam <laughs> Newton, MVP year, you can do whatever the hell you want. Now that you're a loser, dude, you have to dress like the rest of us. Yeah, no more top hats yeah, or no anything more. for you. But yeah, with the fanny pack, there's a funny story with that. I wore one once in my life, and you'll remember this. Mm-hmm. We were in Ocean City, again, because we, we had a beach house in Ocean City, so we spent a lot of time there in... 94th Street. Yeah. For those millennials, there was an arcade. There was an arcade. Back in the day, they had arcades. And back in the day, the machines took quarters. WrestleFest. Yeah. Oh, man, what a game. So we had a ton of quarters. And I said, look, I have no pockets. I'm in a fucking bathing suit. I'm going to put this pouch on or what at the time. I think that's what they called, not fanny packs. But I think it's always been called a fanny has pack. Has it? Okay, ahead. fine, yeah. a fanny pack. So I put this thing on just to hold the quarters. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I said, to hell with it. Function before form. I go into this place and we meet some kid. Well, and we had to ride our bikes there too. Yes. On top of that. Yeah. So we get to this place and, you know, I'm like 15 or whatever. This kid that we were getting along with comes over and whispers to me. He says, hey, just a word of advice. You got to take that thing off, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I looked around and I was like, yeah, okay. And so I took it off. Never wore another fanny pack again. I never looked at them the same way again. And he was right. He was right. No offense to fanny pack wears, but you're a geek. That fanny pack was a beast. I remember specifically where we got it. We were at a flea market uh, for some reason. Yeah. And I'm not sure. We didn't really frequent flea markets very much, but I remember this one. And it was a black fanny pack with a red clock red on clock. the middle. A red clock. <laughs> the clock never worked. It was a little digital clock. Oh, and God, that fit. I wore that quite a bit. You were like nine or ten years old. It's it's somewhat okay, but you're a teenager about to get a damn car. <laughs> I'm going to walk waltzing around with a damn fanny pack on. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Bad judgment call, Noel. Bad judgment call. Good thing to carry quarters in, though. <laughs> Let's move on to my number three here. My number three is grunge clothing. You had some serious identity crisis. I just wanted to be just. I just wanted to be uh, accepted by the masses, Noel. And uh, you know, a lot of that ha- probably had to do with you. If we talked to a therapist about this, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure you guys... <laughs> they can relate at this point, the amount that we've talked. God, imagine when we were kids. Shit. I'm PG now. What about Scott? You know, he's, yeah. he's still... Uh, I damaged him too. Good. <laughs> still talks about it to this day. Oh, I don't talk to him, but if I did, I guarantee he'd blame you for a lot of his problems. <laughs> a lot of his issues. <laughs> but anyway, um, so if you remember Pacific Sunwear or Pack Sun, as the kids call it now, but Pacific Sunwear was everything back then. I mean, you would, it was the Nirvana, Pearl Jam... Who else? What else in chains? Shit like that. And it was these hideous, massive flannels that were probably three sizes too big, and they were button downs. So we used to wear them all the time in middle school. Didn't I matter. So- hundred degrees outside. I'm in it, man. What a dumb, dumb concept. They were. Let horrible. me dress like a fucking homeless person. <laughs> and they were probably like fifty dollars shirts. I don't know how much they were, but it was a horrible look. 
great time for music, but their horrible clothing decisions spilled out to regular society, and I was one of them. Good for you. Did you see me wear those things before? I think you went mainstream when I was around. You really didn't expose your weird quirks to me except you had no Weird, choice with because i got had, you, bleach tips and, and wore you, a, a flannel shirt you had, you, you, know, you had the tips you had no choice but to show me that i mean you couldn't you couldn't put it were you going to put a cap on every time i saw you so but with the with the you never knew when you were going to pop clothes, up so. I, I was more I, I never really changed my look all that much i wore normal what i guess what con- constitutes as normal i didn't really go yeah, outside what is the normal no what is normal <laughs> Why are you judging? Jeans and a shirt, damn it. And shoes. Oh, mostly out of my closet, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, hey. Well, you always got the better stuff. So Uh, I figured, hey, once you got my size, I'm like, hey, man, I'm good to go. I got some stories on that. But that grunge stuff. Oh, it was like, why are you dressing like a freaking sloppy homeless person? I never got it. And I'm glad that it was a fad that was only for a short frame of time. Thank you, Kurt Cobain, for uh, blowing your brains out and get rid of the whole era. (laughs) Yes. That's tough to agree with. But, um. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number two. No, what's yours? Starter jackets, son. Oh, well, we are a sports show, so we, we are, need to throw that in there. See, I told Hey, I don't forget about my people. Starter jackets. The poofy mm-hmm. starter jacket. Everybody knows. I mean, come on. Early 90s. NWA. It was for a short period of time. I mean, they, they upgraded them here and there, but I had the OG. I had a Maryland starter jacket. The Maryland mm-hmm. logo on the back, just red. I mean, it stuck out, man. But it, most people had like the Hornets one, like you said, NWA, Raiders shit, stuff like that. I went with the Maryland one. I had one. It went for a period of time, and they were gone. I mean, gone like that. Or some people would do like the zipper up on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you had like the little opening on the bottom. But that was a serious fad. You had to have one. Had to. Starter jackets were kind of making a comeback in not the exact ones, but before my freshman year, I believe. And, you know, they had different variations of the starter jacket, the one with the half zip with a big pocket in the middle. Um, I had a Redskins one with that Washington football team one with that. (laughs) This is embarrassing. I can't believe it. You may not even know this. Oh, man. Yeah, this is probably this is in middle school, uh, eighth grade, I think. And we were at Kohl's. So there's this Ravens jacket. And mom, she did like some Jedi mind trick. I was like, yeah, the Redskins suck. You're right. I'm going to do the Ravens. Wow. I know. What was it on sale or something? Probably. And it was it was the old logo before the, the bird head. You know, oh, the, had the, the bee and the shield and the, yeah, and the wings it, coming off the side. Yeah. Right. It was a puffy like knockoff. I don't even know who the hell you are anymore. <laughs> Blonde tips, grunge wear. Ravens jackets. I'm embarrassed to say, look, I think I may have worn it one time. She she just, for some reason, like said, oh, well, it has the the Maryland flag. The Redskins don't have any of that. So it's like, yeah, maybe I should go this route. And I did. And I, ugh, I'm embarrassed yeah. to say it. Wow. It wasn't even a real starter jacket, but that was the closest <laughs> thing that I ever had. Anyway. Whoa. They were the shit, man. You had to have one. For whatever reason, thinking back, it's dumb as hell. It was a short frame of time. I mean, they did make little ups and downs and came back a little bit with different versions but those original starter jackets shit flying off the shelves flying man we're at number two i'm gonna do my number two now go That's for all right it with you all right well mine is 90s pro wrestling and i'm gonna get a lot of shit from nolan this but it's true <laughs> look i've talked about wrestling before and i'm not gonna get through the whole history of why wrestling was as popular as it was in like thank the, you thank you the, the late Appreciate 90s it. i mean there was 20 million people watching wrestling every monday it was for the first time I was a wrestling fan prior to that, wrestling fan post that. And it was the only time in my lifetime that wrestling was accepted by the masses. And I could wear a wrestling shirt at school in high school and, you know, Stone Cold shirts or DX or, you know, The Rock, whatever. NWO, of course. Did you wear it with your flannel grunge? That was post grunge. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, it's all right. Yeah, it was just... Yeah, wrestling's still around today, but it's back to you watch wrestling. You know, no matter I give you shit about wrestling, it was enormous then. Everybody and their brother was watching it. You know, it was <laughs> even uh, my brother even, was watching. Even I was watching it. Well, I mean, I did for a period of time. I just kind of, I don't know, grew out of it. Uh. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was enormous then. The Nitro Raw, the ratings wars that they had, the whole thing. It was just, it was amazing to see they were topping each other. I mean. TNA. I'm talking about like actual. Yes. Who could 
lower the bar more to get more ratings. It was awesome. I mean, who could be more of a scumbag and didn't matter if kids were watching, didn't have to be, nobody was They were PC. flashing, like random girls were flashing in the, oh in the stands. DX, like Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels were telling them to do it. There is like, the funniest, what do they call them, a gif? Meme, whatever. Gif, yes, yeah. the, the video one. Yeah, the one where the kid, there's a woman, she lifts up her shirt. He's like oh, in the he first, she's around, in the second like, row. He turns around. He's like, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> this like little kid. He's like 11 years old with this geek with glasses on. He turns around and he turns back to the camera. He's like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. But yeah, during that time, it was a great time. I mean, I mean, that was during like the scumbag when just like Jerry Springer time. Yes. When it was just and, like, and, oh, yeah. Howard you could Stern. Put any, Howard Stern. You could put anything on, kind of like this show, right? <laughs> but it was fun to be a part of it. I remember just trying to get non-TV tickets just to go to like the MCI Center. Yeah. You'd have to wait there. It was like the, the Rolling Stones. Right. Everybody loved wrestling. They just did. And then it just kind of died off. And yeah, we're back, like we're fads back to square do. one. As they do. Yeah. It's sad. It's unsustainable. Good times. I'm, I'm glad you had that moment that where you could come out of the basement. The moment of acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Moment <laughs> of like, see, I told you guys all these years of fighting for it. Yep. Dork. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're on to number one. So what's yours, Noel? I think that everybody can agree that this is probably the m- biggest number one fad. Could be of all time. Beanie Babies. I think people have killed for these. I can't say that there have been court cases on it, but I would venture to say that at the very least, someone got the shit kicked out of them for a Beanie Baby over the history of time. It's insane. Can they say that they were murdered like a chicken sandwich? Is that <laughs> yeah, a, right. That's the that's top the, yeah. of the mountain right there. Yeah. But man, people were killing for these things. I remember. Funny story. I worked at the Christmas store in Montgomery Mall. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I worked at the Christmas store in Montgomery Mall. <laughs> and people would, they'd open the mall probably about 30 minutes before the stores would open. The Beanie Baby store or the Christmas no, store? No, no. The Christmas store was like one of those temporary stores. Oh, you mean the main area would open 30 the main minutes? Area, the main area of Montgomery Mall would open up about 30 minutes prior to this stores internally would open. We'd I still gotcha. have the gates down. I'd show up to open a couple days a week. I'm telling you, man, there were like 40 people outside like we were giving away money. It's like the walking dead. I'm telling you, they were poking their head into the gates. (laughs) And they'd say, yeah, uh, (laughs) we were were told that there was a shipment coming in today of Beanie Babies. Like, dude. Oh, yes. The the unicorn Beanie Babies. I'm a college kid just working like a winter job just to get a couple bills. You think I give a shit about your fucking Beanie Babies? I didn't even know what the hell a Beanie Baby was when I first started to work there. And there's people showing up there. My kid's going to kill me if I don't get, like, the Beanie Baby giraffe <laughs> with the saddle on it. You know? like The it's saddle? Like, I don't know. I'm just making one up. Oh, you, I would, you know your Beanie Babies. Uh, you, were, you were a Beanie Baby salesman. Yo, absolutely. And you know why? <laughs> and I started to learn Beanie Babies real quick. You know why? Because I knew what the valuables one were. And before the store opened, and sorry, the Christmas store CEO, wherever the fuck you are, (laughs) but you didn't pay me shit, but I made my money on those Beanie Babies because I would take that box and I'd sift through and find find the ones that were like a value that everybody was asking for. Fuck the like the the shitty ones, the ones that they couldn't sell. Like the cats or whatever. Yeah, like <laughs> the the regular one. No, I'd get like the pink cat. You know, the, the like the one that everybody wanted. How did go- you know which ones were valuable? Was there even like there because was no Because people would Google call learn. in specifically and ask for a particular one over and over and over again. So when we would How did they know? Like where do you find this information? I don't know. Back the who the hell knows where the Beanie Baby it, I don't know. It's like baseball cards or whatever. You just like they had a they had a book. I don't know <laughs> what the hell they had. People would call in. They would tell me the ones do 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 you do you have the uh pink cat? With the uh, the polka dots on it, I was like, um, let me check. Sold out. <laughs> Sorry, uh, just sold the last one. I'm telling you, man, I had a great racket going in that place. You picked it up like a cat, like yeah. from the from the back. Of it. 
man, you had to. Yeah, I made like, sure. Like a baby lion. Oh, it was so great. I made a killing that that winter. I'll tell you that much. Fuck that ten dollars an hour. What the hell they were paying me? Oh man, it was. You see everyone we're dealing with here. Hey, Noel has no morals. No, nope. but at least the statue of limitations. Right. And during is over. Christmas time too. To hell with all of you. You know, it's a corrupt holiday anyway. You've all corrupted, and I saved you from yourselves. How many children did you uh, make hey, cry? Christmas I resold morning? them. Where I resold did, them. Well, let's hear this racket. I'm curious how this works. So, did you like go on the street and sell the, on eBay? Or, like, how did this work? No, what I, really I did, don't know. For me and this other person that was in there, there was a girl that was in there, and she found people that needed them, and we would sell them that way. Like and, in the and so basically, I was the guy that. <laughs> I don't know. She was my mule, uh-huh. and she would find people to do it because girls can sell easier, and it's okay, you know. So I had her selling them, and then we we split Just the like, profits. Tur- like Turbo Man, he went to like right. the warehouse. Hell yeah, it was man. like the Spanish Turbo. Absolutely, man. what? <laughs> yeah. It I opened up my I opened up my trench coat, and I'm like, <laughs> hey, here you go. Well, what what you need? No, she would. She knew people that liked Beanie Babies and crap, and she had a Rolodex. Of Beanie yeah, Baby no, people. I didn't know what the, who the hell did I know? I didn't know huh. anybody that knew. This those. sounds kind of similar to uh, what we're doing right here. You make everybody else do the work. Yes, you get you all the glory. See, there you go. I was learning you it at it a all young age. Uh, Matt, you all I was learning out. it at a young age. But yeah, what a <laughs> great time! And it was fun to just see the broken faces. God, you're soulless. <laughs> <laughs> there were two payments: the broken faces and the cash. All right. Well, my number one, and this is undoubtedly should be on everybody's number one list, is Pogs. Pogs were everything when I was God, in elementary school. God, what a waste school. of money. Oh, yeah. Big time. But it wasn't my money. It was uh, mom and pops, and I'm sure they were thrilled to do so. <laughs> if you don't know what Pogs are, look them up. But basically, they're pieces of cardboard, and it's a game that you play against other people, and you stack up the Pogs, and you have slammers, which you hit these pieces of cardboard and which ones flip over, you win. So basically, it's kind of like a form of gambling in a way because Pogs were... Oh, you're trying to make it sound cool now. It, I'm not. I'm, if you really think about it, it was, chill, it it was, was child's so gambling. It was so dumb. No, it wasn't. I'm telling you. I mean, they had all kinds of slammers. I used to have my one slammer that was just a total beast with the, it was a flaming skull. It was like this metal one. A lot of people had the, uh, the torpedoes, which I think were cheap. You just throw the thing and the whole thing would explode. That was weak. If you were a true Pog player, you could take your slammer, hit the stack, and it would all flip over at once. That's a perfect shot. Anyway, the, the true Pog people understand what I'm saying. <laughs> the but, true Pog people, that was such a fad that it lasted for how long? What, six months? Yeah, it was yeah, a couple years. A couple maybe. years? I would say so. But yeah, if anybody remembers MJ Designs, that was pre-Michaels. That's basically what that store was. Yeah, yeah. Pogs were so popular that they literally took like three aisles and you would walk into like this pog for a universe piece of cardboard. Well, a circular piece of cardboard with a dumb print on it. That's what we're talking about here. We talked about Power Rangers. I remember McDonald's had Power Rangers pogs. So you get your Happy Meal. The most important ones were the official pog pogs, the ones with like the caveman or whatever on them. Yeah. And I remember I used to have a binder, you know, like a binder like you would with cards, except they were pog holders and then they were all numbered. So I remember I had them like split. Like I never had, I think I the best one I had was like number three. I could right. never find one and two. And those were expensive. You want to talk about Beanie Babies, please. This is on a whole nother level. You never played with those. You know, those are collector's items. It was just great. I love it. So apparently it's not a fad to you. Apparently, I mean, you'd play right now. I, I consider it. So what'd you rank at number one for then? <laughs> apparently it shouldn't even be on your list. It's still alive in your heart and mind. Yeah. Pogs. These things are great. A little stroll down memory lane. It is. To remember how stupid fads can be. But at the same time, you're going back to your youth when things were simpler. Simpler. And you didn't have to pay bills and you just went and bought pogs or went to a wrestling show or you didn't have to worry about shit. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, you buy this dumb stuff and then you throw it away in a year. You're like, mom, I got to have it. Or they got to have it for their kid, like these stupid beanie babies. And then in a year's time, the kid doesn't even know where the hell it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what a fad is. And hopefully, bringing it back to the Heineke thing, <laughs> hopefully we're not clamoring for him and then we're not throwing him away in a year. Kind of like we did with Haskins. Right. That is a fad of fads. 
Well, RG3 is a fad. Oh, yeah, another fad. We got a couple fads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got a few fads <laughs> that we could have related to this this list. But, yeah, it's nostalgia's great. It's the best. This was fun. And then you go back to your normal life and realize how miserable it really is. <laughs> yeah, and then you wish you just had pogs at your desk at work. Man. No, I wouldn't even be at work. I would be sitting <laughs> at recess playing pogs with my friends. Yeah, good uh, times. With your bleach blonde hair. Tips. Look, you know, you're you're getting all the timelines confused here. Pogs were elementary school. Tips were high school. You right? understood I, what I was saying. I grew. You wish you I had grew. them all at the same time. Oh, yeah. It would be, uh, <laughs> be too much to handle for me. Yeah. It'd be sensory overload. All right, well, we'll go back to full sports on Tuesday, and um, that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Hey, there's playoff games this weekend. If you can, sit down and enjoy them. What is there, four games? So sit on your ass and watch some football and yeah. not see the Washington football I, team. I actually am okay with watching them because I felt good about the Washington game. So I'm going to sit down and enjoy these games, man. Yeah, I'm not going to be physically ill knowing yeah, other teams saying, are still Damn, playing. I wish my team. So I'm good. It, it's going to yeah. be a fun weekend. You guys enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you Tuesday. See you later.